Hey everybody, welcome or welcome back to So Every Soul Sings, Worship for the Real Church. I almost never get to say that because my, gosh, one of my very best friends in the world um, and my co-host Bethany Pettigo says that for us. But today we're flipping the script and I'm going to ask her some questions. Woo! Sorry, I had to woo. <laughs> yes, it's a necessary part. You weren't going to woo. Yes, yeah. right. Uh yeah, and probably not about this subject. Um, here's here's the reality that we live in. Uh, all of us face transitions, and very often in the transition is where we have our greatest struggles of faith. Mm-hmm. We talk about that as a church staff regularly, that from elementary school to middle school is a giant transition, and we often lose students. From mm. high school to college is a gianter transition, and we very frequently lose those young adults to the life of the church. When people are divorced, we almost inevitably lose one member of the family or multiple. And it's not that they don't go to church here. They don't go to church anywhere. So transitions are hard. And I think it's so important for us as influencers in our church, whether we're volunteers or part-time or full-time on staff, any of those roles that we have, we are influencers in our church to understand what we can learn in the transition and how to make transitions in a spiritually healthy way. So Bethany and her husband and their three beautiful children who have become like um, nieces and nephew to me are in the midst of a giant transition. Uh, They are moving away from Bowling Green, the home that they have known, um, the giant friend circle they have created, the connections with churches where they have loved and ministered to people. Um, Bethany's husband's workplace, the school where the children have gone to school, um, all of those things are changing and and very, very soon. So um, Bethany has been walking through really for several months, but in an intense way for the last couple of months, saying goodbye and understanding what God can teach in a season of transition. And because you, listener, are going to go through some transitions, we wanted to maybe prepare you a little bit for that and talk through what some healthy dynamics of that are. So Bethany, now that I've set that much up, um, where do you want to start? Yeah. So I'm going to start with something that happened shortly after I arrived here, because I think that it's Mm. relevant. Um, When I arrived here in Bowling Green, uh, we came for my husband's job. I did not come here for a job. Um, I didn't come anticipating really anything that would happen with worship ministry leadership. Uh, I certainly didn't uh, think that I would be recording an album here of my own songs that had been a dream of mine for two decades. Uh, I never anticipated starting a worship conference or being a part of a worship school starting. I never anticipated being a part of something like Worship Kentucky or... Um, the Soki worship community or one church, um, oh. all of these amazing things happened. Uh, but I was really seeking the Lord mm. when I came. And as I was seeking him, he then divinely orchestrated these things in my life. So I guess the first thing I want to say is um, to the person who's uh, just coming out of or entering um, a transition season is to seek the Lord. Uh, Many times when we're in leadership, we seek the Lord for stuff, right? I mean, let's just all be honest. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We seek the Lord just for the 
the song list, right? Come on, mm -hmm. somebody. <laughs> we just seek the Lord for our small group meeting that we have tonight. And we, you know, better be prepared. We yeah. seek the Lord for this study that we're doing, or we seek the Lord because we have a problem with our children. And then we go seek the Lord. Um, and honestly, sometimes if we get something from the Lord, we just ride that for as long as possible, you know, mm. until it starts to feel stale or we start to feel empty or until um, we need something else. Right. Right. Yeah. So we're so, driven by the need for the thing rather yeah. than the need for the intimacy, the gift instead of the giver. Yeah. Oh, so, um, <laughs> my, the, the thing that I would encourage people in is to continually seek the Lord. Seek him, seek him for him. He knows the plans he has for you. That's, you know, Jeremiah 29, 11. Everybody loves to talk about it, right. even though it's in the context of going into exile. But anyway, God knows the plans that he has for us. He knows, he knows, and he is fully able to realize those things for us. Even the things that we do hope happen in this new season or in this new place, whatever. Um, again, for me, it was mostly, I just came like, I'm just here. Lord, what do you want me to do? You know, and then all these amazing things happen. So, um, so that's the first thing. Hold on before you go the on. Second, this yeah. morning, we didn't know, by the way, listener, that we were going to have this conversation on this podcast today. Um, but this morning when I was getting ready for my day, um, I had the thought that Jeremiah 29, um, not verse 11, but before that says, you will, you will find me if you will seek me with all your heart okay. and that I, um, I wonder why we don't seek God with all of our heart more often. And I also mm -hmm. wonder why we don't find him more often. And that usually, gosh, I'm. I wish I had thought through this better so that I could say it better. It's so fresh. It's just this morning. I think the thought that came to my mind or came to my spirit was um, very much what Bethany just described. I am often seeking things and hoping to find Jesus rather than seeking Jesus and let him lead me to the things. Right. And the, the verse is very clear. You will find me when you seek me with all your right. heart, not you will find the verse or the study or the, album or the whatever, right? It's, the job, the yeah, spouse. Right. So yes. Um, I just find that an interesting spirit coincidence that that thought was very fresh and prominent in my spirit this morning and that you bring that up on the same day. Yeah. What else? Secondly, um, I, I know that I need to be prepared in the new place that we are going to for God to deal with me about things before he allows me to minister to people about them. And I'll be really specific. Um, about a year after we moved here, um, I, I was going to speak at an event and I had been researching the revivals in the past of this mm. area. This place is the land of revival. Yeah. Bain Ridge and Red River started here and changed the entire country. And I was so like excited about it. And um, I related it to the wells that Abraham dug in the promised land that Jacob then had to go back and redig because they'd gotten full up with stuff. And I was like, well, obviously it's probably like 
church hurt, <laughs> relational baggage, you know, people, these, these wells get, get stuffed up with stuff, but God's calling us to redig these wells of revival in this region. So I was so excited about sharing this word actually at two different places that I was going to speak. And then the Lord brought, um, through a conversation with a friend up um, a situation in my life from about 15 years ago that I had never really dealt with. And, uh, and God just uh, really, truly severely chastised me um, in his presence, just in ways that I had not forgiven, that I had not processed loss, that I had judged that person as unworthy for ministry forever because of, of this one circumstance that happened. And he just said, this is not how it works. Like little baby child, like <laughs> that's how God speaks to me, honey, sweetheart. You don't get to, to, to go and speak to people who've been hurt by people in church when you don't deal with this in your life. Good. That's not how it's going to work. And I was just like, oh, and I had, I, I contacted the person. I extended forgiveness and blessing to them. And, uh, never in a million years did I think that that was going to happen, but I was, I was unaware of it in my own life. So, um, so I'm anticipating <laughs> in this new season and this new place that there are going to be things that come up that God first has to deal with me about before I'm ever allowed to, to speak on or, you know, try to give advice or counsel about to anybody else. I want to pause there and just remind listeners that the process Bethany just described requires time and space. Mm -hmm. Now God can speak to you when you're on the run, but usually you don't hear him very well that way. And so if you are in a season of transition, um, coming out of something or going into something or in between and you feel stuck, remember that time and space to hear from your loving heavenly father is really important. And if you're not open to that, the transition time, I think might be extended because yeah, you may not too. be ready for what's next yet. Yeah. And God may want to speak something into you for your good and for his glory that he will wait for you to hear until you move on. I don't mean that in any way to discourage any of you who have been waiting for a long time, because that's not, a, there's no causation there. I don't believe theologically that God won't do something in your life or that he is waiting on you and you just haven't seen it yet. But I would encourage you to pray with the psalmist, search me, oh God, and see my heart, see if there's any wicked way in me. And if so, lead me out, lead me to the path of everlasting life, lead me to righteousness, and then shut up and listen. And that just takes time and space. And if you've done that and you feel like you have invited openly um, the Holy Spirit to examine you and you don't think there's anything you need to do, then by all means, let, let grace cover that and move on or wait patiently and don't feel guilty. But if that's something you haven't done yet, then I would just encourage you to, to create the space where that can happen. You're going to be better in your next season if you're healed than mm -hmm. if you're still wounded. Yes, for sure. Okay. What's next? Okay. So the third thing, the third thing has to do with emotions. Um, several months ago, uh, 
I had a hard conversation <laughs> with somebody who loves me very much uh-huh. about my need to step away from some of these things in order that this transition could happen. And I did not like it. I cried my eyes out for probably like four days. <laughs> I remember and you this. know what? It's okay. It's okay. It is okay to grieve loss because leaving somewhere is a kind of loss. Yes, it is. It is. Yep. And, and God gave us emotions to help us be healthy people through all of the seasons and transitions of our life. So it was really okay that I cried off and on for about four days as I was taking some very concrete steps to transition out of leadership of some things very dear to me. And, um, and it's still very emotional at times. Um, you know, just leaving is, is hard and being left, I think is harder than leaving. I think leaving is mm. not as hard as being left. Yes. Because truthfully. you're, you're going to something you're not just leaving, right. but you, you, there's something in the future that's hopefully exciting and, and dynamic. And, you know, where, where you guys are headed is certainly on a grand adventure, um, a God adventure. And so there's a great pull to the future for you. Whereas those of us who are left behind, all we have is a big gaping hole. <laughs> that sounded a little uh fierce no bitterness no bitterness no coming no, from no. you there no <laughs> yeah it's true and so and i just you know encourage people to find healthy ways to express that you know yes. cry journal talk mm-hmm. to people um you know meet with people tell them what they mean to you um be willing to receive from people. Um, I've been so blessed with some special gifts and words. I'm a words person. So like mm-hmm. my favorite thing to receive is words from people, but I've also been given some really precious gifts. A friend made this exquisite piece of jewelry for me. It just blew my mind as a, as a thank you to me. It was, it was just incredible. So yeah, express those, but, but also be aware that, um, you know, our feelings don't get to be in charge of us. So um, there is sometimes where I do feel like my very good, very perfect heavenly father kind of taps me on the shoulder and is like, okay, that's enough for now. Mm. <laughs> and then I have to rein it in a little bit um, because emotions are like horses. You know, you want to tell them where to go that you don't want them to be in charge because they'll just head back to the barn. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I have been on a horse that uh, was like that. And it, it's not good. <laughs> it's not too good to be on a runaway horse going back to the barn when you wanted to go forward. So. Yeah. I've been through some of these kinds of transitions a few times as well. And I would reinforce, feel the feels, go ahead. Don't hold them in, feel all the feels, but don't get buried in them. Don't get stuck in them. They are meant to be there for a time, and then they are meant to be moved on from. That doesn't lessen them. It doesn't cheapen them. Uh, Acknowledge them. They are real. Your sadness or your frustration or your hurt are real, and don't don't suppress them. That will do damage. Um, But also, don't stay there. Psalm 23 says so beautifully, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. There is a walking, and you are walking through. Yeah, you keep, keep going. going. <laughs> yep. And so right. if if transition is a part of your life right now and you are feeling sadness, it's okay. Feel sadness until it's time to be done with feeling sadness and then move on. Yeah. 
And remember that we follow a God who is the God of hope, who calls us away from our sorrow and into joy. So that doesn't negate the sorrow. The sorrow is real, but just, you don't have to stay there. What else? Um, and this is the last, the last thing, last thing. Um, I mean, I've, there's probably more things, but um, this will be the last thing for this. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, the last thing is that um, I find it easy for me to release things or people that I feel like are in a good place, right? Like, mm. kind of like when, if your children are like leaving home and they're heading to college or, you know, into some good career or they're doing well, you know, I think it's, easier maybe to like release, release them. Um, but it's not as easy with people or circumstances that you feel like are not in a good place. Um, and this is the thing the Lord has been speaking to me since that very hard (laughs) conversation, uh, back in September, um, is, is actually from the, the, the book of John. Um, we love to talk about the fields are ripe under harvest part. Right. You know, when uh, the disciples um, come back and they're trying to make Jesus eat, this is all like around the woman at the well still, like one of my favorite parts of scripture for so many reasons. And he does say that, um, you know, he says, I have food that you don't even know about, <laughs> first of all. Mm-hmm. Um, John chapter four. Um, and then he's um, I'm trying to find it. John chapter four, verse 35. He says, um, there people say there are yet four months and then the harvest comes, but I'm telling you basically look like open your eyes. The fields are, are ready for the harvest. And then he says, even now the one who reaps draws a wage and harvests a crop for eternal life so that the sower and the reaper may be glad together. I sent you to reap what you have not worked for. Who preaches about that, by the way? Others have done the hard work and you have reaped the benefits of their labor. And so as I have been processing leaving, there are some people, it's harder for me to leave in a sense and and some circumstances and situations that are harder for me to leave. And this is the thing the Lord keeps saying to me is, I've got it. (laughs) Like you can trust me with these people and with these, these things that you love because you actually reaped here things that other people sowed. Do you realize that? (laughs) (laughs) There are other people who have done the hard work of years of praying and weeping and contending for the will of God in this region long before you ever stepped foot in Bowling Green, Kentucky, you reaped the benefits of their hard labor. And so in the future, yeah, you, and you might have have sown some things here that other people are also going to reap. And that is the way the kingdom works you know, Paul got into this, you know, some people are like, well, some say I'm a Paul and some say I'm of Apollos. And he's like, it doesn't matter. Some people sow and some people water and some people harvest. That is the way the kingdom works. 
And I can be assured that all of the greatest dreams of my heart did not originate with me in this place. They originated in the heart of my good father. And he will be faithful to complete the good work that he began here whether I'm here or not. <laughs> and so that's maybe not like the most encouraging thing <laughs> to say. Oh, it's freeing though. People. It's liberating, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Because it's the work of the father and we are all probably sowing and watering and harvesting in all places at all time. And we don't know sometimes what our role is in that cycle. Right. Um, but as long as we're faithful, we're doing those things and he's the one that brings about the harvest. Okay. And so you can trust him in your transition. You can trust him. He is a good father. He does love you. He loves the people around you more than you do. Um, <laughs> Way yeah. more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of my favorite sayings, and I may have mentioned this before. Um, I love when a, a parent said to me, um, God's a better dad than you are. Your kids are okay. God's a better father than you are. And he yeah. is, and he is, yeah. he's got this and he's got you. Right. And so, yeah, rest in that. Um, if, if you are in a transition that is difficult, I, I would absolutely encourage you to get some help. Don't mm -hmm. try to walk through it on your own. Transitions are brutal and some of them are um, devastatingly brutal. And it's just not God didn't design us to be able to walk through those things alone. We are meant for community. And if you don't have that kind of community where you feel like you can get help, uh, reach out to me. I'll try to point you to somebody who can, rodellis at gmail.com. Um, if you have a therapist or a pastor to talk to, start there. If your pastor is the problem, then go to somebody else, a therapist in town. Um, if you're the pastor and you're the problem or you're the, <laughs> or you're the pastor and somebody around you is a problem, uh, you know, just find some help. There are actually people who have expertise in how to walk you through transitions. There are books That's written. Right. The Kentucky Baptist Convention, mm -hmm. of which our church is a part, has a whole department that is devoted to helping people walk through ministry transitions. It is hard. And, and we don't want to negate the difficulty of that in your life. Um, but remember that God does something in suffering that we don't seem to be able to let him do any other part of our lives. So if this, if there is suffering connected to the transition, be aware of and open to the work of the father. He, he wants to do it for your good and he wants to do it for your help and he wants to do it for his glory, but he's going to help you. He's going to help you in ways that you may not even be know. You, you may not even know he could help you with. So, yeah, I, I think that um, I'm so glad Bethany, you started with the place you did seeking God. Um, let's just do that. Uh, can I, can I also just say, just because we say that's what we think you ought to do, that doesn't mean we've always gotten it right. <laughs> this, this is not um, from the master to the student. This is from fellow journeyers to fellow journeyers. And right. we are, uh, we have become very good friends. Um, and, and this transition is not all that easy for me, you know, to see one of my best friends move away. Um, and I'm not sure how I will deal with it when we say goodbye. And I know that I'm not going to see you for months or hopefully not years, but possibly, um, or hug your children uh, or your husband. 
And uh, I know that we will, and I know that it will be sad, but I also know that I'm so stinking excited for what God is going to do in and through your family in this next season. And that that just makes it so much better. And and I can't wait to see who he brings into our lives here in Bowling Green that um, is not going to be like you, but it's going to be something new because God is always doing something new. And uh, just be people of hope. And let's remind each other, encourage one another with these words. How often do we read that in the letters of Paul, who, by the way, probably never spent more than two years living in any community. He probably had a lot of reason to say, encourage one another with these words, because he knew that people needed encouragement. So encourage one another with these words. Any closing thoughts, my friend? Thank you so much for having me be a part of this podcast. It's one of actually one of my favorite parts of being here in Bowling Green, mm. helping this happen for you. Thank you. It is fun. And, and I, I love getting to hear from listeners. Speaking of that, um, we're always looking for content that serves you. We're not just looking for things that we want to talk about. If, if we didn't think talking about transitions was going to help you, we wouldn't do it. We just have the conversation. You know, we can see each other just about anytime we want. So, um, <laughs> that we don't do it so that we get to talk about it. We do it because we think and hope and pray that it serves you. If there's content we could do that would serve you directly. um, By the way, some of the episodes we have recorded recently have been in response to that. Would you just reach out to me again? It's Rod E Ellis at gmail.com. You can also text or call me at 502-229-0114 and let us know what we can talk about. We will try to serve you in any way we can. It's why we're here because we want you to be a part of a church where every soul